0: Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoy today's Community Spotlight.
1: That's it's Mike with the Portage County Safety Council. I'm with some friends from Family Community Service. So welcome to the podcast, Donia Buchanan. How's it going?
0: It's going well. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for
1: having us. And you're here with a colleague of yours, Amy Kelly, also from Safer Futures. <laughs> welcome, Amy.
2: Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me.
1: So, Donia, let's kick this off by telling us just a little bit about yourself and your program and what you all do at Family and Community Services.
0: Sure. So I'm Donia Buchanan, and I am the director at Safer Futures. been with the agency around 10 years, and Safer has been, it's just in my heart, that's where I've been. We serve victims of domestic violence, intimate partner violence. They come to us at their most vulnerable state and we help them on that journey to healing. So we are proud to say that we accept men, we accept women and their children, and we provide case management for them for our adults. We also have a child advocate that does case management for our children to help them on their journey to healing. Um, We have a 24 seven crisis line at Safer Futures. So people can call us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and someone will be there to answer their calls. Jobs, housing, all, all of the things that they need, we're there to provide those services for them.
1: That's awesome. You guys do such a good job. So some of the things you said just takes us right to the main point. I want to hear, because I think a lot of people had this idea of domestic violence, of what that is. But domestic violence is all around us. It comes in different shapes and sizes. So, danya what is domestic violence? What's the big picture of it?
0: Yeah, so big picture. You're right. People oftentimes think of domestic violence as this physical violence, right? Like he hit her. That's what people think about when they think of domestic violence, right? That's what I think about it, honestly. First absolutely. They think Mm -hmm. it's a Mm husband-wife thing, right? So what we know though is that domestic violence is a pattern, right? Of abusive behaviors. It can be physical, it can be sexual, it can be psychological, it can be economic abuse. Mm-hmm. Those are all the things that people are faced with. Not only is it him against her, we do know, I will say that domestic violence is a women's issue. One in three women will deal with domestic violence at some point. Wow. One in that. three. One in three. Wow. And one in four men, right? And so. Wow. And it's what probably actually higher is. than that. It's probably higher because
1: yes. I would assume a lot of relationships are not going to talk about
0: it. Absolutely, which was the next thing, which was the next thing that I was going to say. So many of those incidents go unreported, right? They don't report it, right? And so we also have same sex domestic violence. We have children, we've seen children that have abused their parents. We've had parents that have abused their children. So it's just a wide range. It's really a big picture and not just a husband wife kind of issue.
1: Yeah, and I was originally under the impression that your services was targeted just to women that were victims, but you service everyone, right? You you help everybody that's in need, men, women, gay,
0: straight, everybody, right? Absolutely, and we're proud to say that. I know that people have their personal feelings slash thoughts about men because it's like, well, men are doing more abusing than women. But the reality of it is, is that our thought at Safer Futures is everyone deserves to be safe. Absolutely. Everyone deserves to be safe.
2: Yeah, sort of jumping out of that. I think that's one of the things that for us at Safer, we're so proud of being the only domestic violence shelter and resource center here in Portage County. We aren't like a battered women's shelter, we are a domestic violence program, which really sort of highlights that idea that we serve anybody and everybody who's been impacted by these forms of violence. Um, and that's exactly what it is, whether it's physical violence, right, which we tend to think of first, you know, that, that image of who the victim is, the woman with the black eye, we know that that's not always the case, right? So anybody who's experienced violence in this capacity, we're there to serve them.
1: That's awesome. And Amy, I'll just say you do a great job. I mean, I've been at the urinal at the agency and seen <laughs> and learned about domestic violence. So I don't know yes. who goes in these places and I, I, I'm just having fun with it, but literally I'll, I'll be in the restroom washing my hands and there'll be a flyer about domestic violence awareness. So you're definitely diligent and I actually appreciate it. Cause I'll actually read them. I know it's Mike, little, that it's, makes it's, my it's, heart so funny, happy but, to uh, here. Know, yeah. I don't know who puts them above the urinal, but it, you're kind of stuck there. So you might as well read and learn about pilots. So. Yes, well, Yes.
0: And how it's about, perfect. Mike, they need to be there because people, I mean, nobody's going to go in the stall with you, right? And yeah. so <laughs> while you're in there, you right. can read. You can have the number in your head in the event that you, you need go. to go, need to call for help. Oftentimes that material is put out in the open where people aren't as free to take it. Right.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, a lot of the times, if a survivor is out in public, possibly um with their abuser, the only time that they're ever really alone is when they are in the bathroom, right? So, it's really a safe space that they're by themselves. Can oh, access wow. Yeah. Information can get the phone number and then do so without that person sort of seeing what's happening.
1: I never even thought about it. I just thought about it from my perspective like, hey, I love information, I love stats. So, it's Hey, that's pretty interesting, (laughs) you know. So you definitely do a great job there. So, Amy, how big of an issue is it actually in Portage County and just in general around Ohio?
2: Yeah, that's a really great question. So, like Danya had mentioned earlier, in general, right, sort of on that national level, one in three women and one in four men are at risk of experiencing domestic violence at some point in their lifetime, which is huge, right? That basically boils down to about 10 million people annually right here in the United States. That is a huge number. And like we talked about earlier, a lot of people don't report, right? They might be afraid to reach out to the police. I might be afraid of what their abuser might do if they do seek help, things of that sort. So we know that those numbers are huge on a national level. And when we think about right here in Ohio, right here in our you know backyard, actually last year um, in fiscal year 2020, 109 Ohioans actually lost their lives to domestic violence. Wow. 109,
1: 109. fatal. Yeah,
2: fatalities. Yep, exactly, exactly. And some of those were kids, right? So domestic violence doesn't just impact like that direct person who's being harmed always. Sometimes it can impact the entire family as well. When we think about what that looks like right here in our community, it's definitely a problem here. Sometimes people might think that it isn't an issue that's right here in our community. And I was actually speaking with somebody in a leadership position at one of our local police departments recently. And he told me when I was sort of presenting to him this you know, issue of domestic violence, he was like, oh, no, that doesn't happen in our community. That doesn't happen here. And it's interesting to me that that's, that's the thought, right? Because we know it does, right? Donnie and I see it every single day. If we look at police reports, um, just from the Portage County Sheriff's Department last year, there were almost 900 incidences of domestic violence. That 900
1: is was- our little county.
2: Yeah, and that's oh, just wow. the Sheriff's Department, right? If we look at individual communities, Aurora had almost 80, right? And Aurora is a community where you might think of Oh, it doesn't happen there. Right. The streetsboro had, you know, around 170 Brimfield wow. was almost 140. Right. And those are just reported police incidences. Right. And we know the vast majority of survivors don't report. They don't call the police because of the fear, the barriers that might be present for them. So we know it's an issue. Right. And that's sort of where we can come in, right? We are here to support survivors throughout our county. Um, actually, last year, we are really, really proud that we were able to serve 174 survivors in our wow. shelter services. Yeah, we actually provided about 3,000 bed nights. In those, we actually received over uh, 600 crisis calls um, straight to that wow.
0: support
2: line. Yeah. So we know it's an issue here, right? We see the police reports, um, we're serving individuals from every single community right here within our county. There actually isn't a single community that our services haven't served before. We've served individuals from everywhere. Um, I love so, this
1: because you mentioned Aurora, and I see yeah. like, you know, we all live in our bubbles, like you mm-hmm. you, the police officer in a leadership role. Well, maybe they don't get many calls about it there. So it's not an afford, you know, it happens and it probably does without you knowing it, but you don't really, you know, I live in a bubble. I don't know anyone that's in that situation. It doesn't mean it's not happening, you you know, but there are probably some hot spots that we think oh, that happens over here, not over here, not in our town but it's really everywhere.
0: It's much bigger. So thank you for that information. For sure, and Mike, let me go back for one second because I wanna make mention of this, those calls to the Sheriff's Department, over 900 calls. Domestic violence calls still continue to be the number one call that they receive into the department. Wow. So that's really key and critical to know. So as we're thinking in these different communities that it doesn't happen here, it in fact does. And you said something Mm -hmm. that was really key. Because you don't know anyone that is experiencing it, it does not mean that it's not happening. It right. just means that you don't know anyone, right? Right. So that's a good way for us to look at it.
2: Yeah. And it can also mean that you don't know that they're experiencing
0: it. Right. right?
1: Absolutely. Because
2: oftentimes domestic violence happens behind closed doors. Survivors tend to be very reluctant about talking about what they're facing because it's such an isolating kind of experience. So we, we don't know what we don't know.
1: Absolutely. And I will say this for our safety council members that may be listening to this, you know, we've done several trainings in the past about workplace violence over the years. And most of the incidents of workplace violence, you know, there's occasional this or that or shooting you see in the news and stuff that's kind of makes you think that may be a bigger issue. The biggest issue with workplace violence is actually domestic violence related issues that mm-hmm. someone comes to the workplace or maybe the workplace, it's all domestic violence related really i mean it's mm-hmm. the number one thing they talk about so there's a direct so if you're an employer and you're like hey this is great but it's more personal not really work related i don't know if i want my employees watching this no have your employees watch this because this is how workplace violence starts usually something outside of work that gets somehow spills over into the workplace so danya who can they reach out to you to get help
0: absolutely so i we always love to make sure that everyone has our crisis line number If they need help, they can contact Safer Futures directly, 330-673-2500. That's 330-673-2500. That's our crisis line. They can reach us seven days a week, 24 hours a day.
1: Perfect. And if someone would like to support your program, how can they support you, Amy?
2: Yeah, so there's a lot of ways that people could support Safer Futures. People could support by providing donations to help us meet the needs of the survivors that we serve. If you think about how much um, sort of goods it takes to run your household on the daily or on the monthly, imagine, you know, expanding that by an entire shelter's worth. So donations of household items are always super helpful. But particularly right now, one of the things that we're really excited to talk about is we have an upcoming event. And our upcoming event um, it is Shine a Light on Domestic Violence. This is our very first community awareness walk really to do exactly that, shine a light on domestic violence. Like we've talked about a lot today, oftentimes we think of domestic violence sort of as this other issue. It's in other families, other communities, other people deal with that, right? But as we have talked about, it does happen right here too. So our walk is a way for us to come together um, and really bring awareness to the very real life experiences of survivors right here within our community. Our community awareness walk will be held on June 26th. And it's actually held um, here in Portage County at Sunny Lake Park in Aurora. I um, love Sunny it's been,
0: Lake. So, yes. if, so do I,
1: Mike. Go it's there, so enjoy Sunny Lake, buy a ticket. It's perfect. I love this flyer. It happens here, too. I think... That's such a beautiful way to word it because we really need to be more aware of this going on in our community. So Sunny Lake is absolutely gorgeous. Go out there and support that. I have the information up here on the screen, but in the podcast, if you look (laughs) in the show notes, I will put a link to the registration page. And Donnie, I know you don't want to talk about this, but you guys also do. a hope in a handbag once a year, that's a huge event. I remember going to the community center and seeing the setup with like, it seemed like I was surrounded by a million purses. And uh, I know that'll be down the road in the future, but what is Hope in a Handbag?
0: Just because it's so popular. It is, and Mike, actually, it is my favorite event. So it's not that I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it because I love Hope in a Handbag. So it's our one and only fundraiser that we do every year. It's held in October because October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. It's an evening of bidding on handbags that have been donated to us from community members. So people that have just been longtime supporters of Safer Futures give us handbags. Many times they're brand new handbags, many times they're gently used handbags. And it is an evening of bidding on handbags. We also have gift baskets that are donated to us. Last year we had an auctioneer which made it amazing. And all did of you get the, the little post- signs like an art gallery? No, we didn't. I don't know
1: if you ever played that Jackbox TV game where they do the uh the little and so go. We didn't not have the little, little
0: side up. No. Right? no. <laughs> we didn't have the little signs. All right. But yeah. it was a great event nonetheless. This year it is October 21st. 10 21 21 and anybody that is interested in donating a handbag donating a gift basket, or participating in the event, can contact us at the shelter at the 330-673-2500. It is going to be a virtual event again this year. It was so successful last year. And we are so thankful to those that continually support Safer Futures by attending our event. And we are hoping for more participants again this year. You don't want to miss 2021 Hope in a Handbag. And where can they find you on social media?
2: Yeah, so we have a Facebook and an Instagram page. So our Facebook is just Safer Futures FCS. And then our Instagram is just at Safer Futures. Awesome. Please like and follow us.
1: (laughs) Please subscribe.
2: (laughs) Yes. smash the
1: subscribe button. You need one of those pitches there. So,
2: all right, ladies,
1: thank you so much. I had a great time. I've actually learned a lot today because I was thinking the traditional view of domestic violence and I did, I thought that's what you guys did in here. I work for the agency. You guys do so much more than even I thought. So I'm so glad we did this podcast. We're going to get this out. If you're watching this or listening to this on the podcast, please send this to your family and friends, just get the word out to have some awareness and all of our communities, even our nicer, more wealthier communities, domestic violence is still a problem. Again, if you're an employer listening to this, you know, this is more of a personal issue. No, it's not. Workplace violence is tied to domestic violence. So let's get the word out, guys, and let's make Portage County a safer place to work and live. Thank you, guys. Thanks,
2: Thank Mike. you so much, Mike.